Huh? <laughs> Thank you, Madam President. Um, hello, everyone. Now, <clears throat> Madam President, over these last few weeks, we've seen some, some curious and interesting things happen um, in our island in the terms of poli uh, politics. One of uh, a few of the more significant things is um, a central motion was brought in the other place, um, hotly contested central motion that I'm sure uh, we'll be hearing more about um, in the coming days. Um, the same day, which was a bit lost with the central motion, was an opposition motion was put forth to tender the airport project, um, another hotly debated uh, topic, but was voted down. And then in what can only be described as, as very odd was um, a debate on a bill, and I, I don't want to speak to the bill, but it was a debate on the bill last week that went on for several hours. I believe it was around three and a half to four hours and where the government vigorously opposed, and then at the 11th hour made an about-face, an about-face, and totally supported, which uh, being in the, being up there in the chamber was a, was a bit odd, um, taking when taking in what exactly the bill was. But, but Madam President, what, what I wanted to say is the, it's these types of events, the, these current events and past events that reinforce things that us on our side have said on numerous occasions down in these chambers. And that is the government continues to, for lack of a better word, seemingly shoot themselves in the foot. They keep bringing forth these things that kind of cause the electorate to wonder, is it really all about politics or is it about us moving forward? Now, in terms of the airport project, Madam President, just, just shifting over to there, I find it very curious that we have a former leader of the One Bermuda Alliance, uh, Mr. John Barrett, who, who was a former colleague of ours in the other place, who gave up his seat, um, which was um, contested by the now former premier, um, Cannonier, and he wrote a column about the airport project, um, essentially saying that, you know, you should take this out for tender. <clears throat> Then, um, very surprisingly, um, to a lot of us, we had Mr. Larry Burchill uh, pen an article in Bernie's, um, I believe it was yesterday, or it could have been, it could have been last week, but it was, he penned an article basically calling out some of the inconsistencies we see um, with um, this airport tender. But what I found interesting, because, you know, I, I'm fully aware that people can express their opinions uh, however they wish whenever um, they want, but I was very, very curious to note how quickly these stalwarts, if, if I can call them, of uh, um, the OBA supporters became the exact opposite because they expressed a difference of opinion. I, 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 if you read some of the comments, Madam President, I, I, I don't know if you follow any of the blogs and Facebook and stuff, but if you read some of the comments that were being made about the gentleman who just expressed an opinion that just happened to be different from what the One Union Alliance wanted to do, you, you, it, it, the, the amount of, of I, 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 I don't even want to say the word, but the amount of, of, of disagreement or disagreeableness, if I can use that as a Bermudian colloquialism, <laughs> from the OBA supporter camp was, was absolutely phenomenal. But, but Madam President, there's only this shows that, you know, we now have, we now have people who are traditionally 
OBA supporters, if we can put it that way, who are saying, you know, are, who are aligning with what the Progressive Labor Party is saying about the airport. And I wonder, you know, will the Wombaloon Alliance finally listen to them? Because they're not listening to They're not listening to the Progressive Labor Party. They're not listening to UK best practices. Perhaps they'll listen to what their former leader is saying now. Perhaps they will listen to what some considered a some considered an, an expert, an expert on budget and debt matters, because I know Mr. Larry Bircher wrote tons of articles on those particular topics that were very well received. Um, least of not, we now have a poll that has been put out, and like all polls, everyone takes whatever they want from them, but we now have a poll that's been put out that says, that asks the question about, do you want the airport to be developed and run by a foreign company. The poll came back, 70% of the people did not agree. You know, so we have all of these things that are being pushed forward, but Madam President, unfortunately, I think we're gonna to continue to see a government that is insistent on taking the path of most resistance. And opposite of what the concerns of Bermudians are. Now, you've heard me mention it here before on numerous occasions, a government that is trusted by the electorate is able to do hard decisions that are unpopular when they are trusted. Unfortunately, the Wombrian Alliance seems to find themselves in a place where that, that trust doesn't, doesn't seem to be there. And we have, you know, there, there's, there's that always gonna be those election promises that loom. And I know we've heard from some of the members that sit in the other place that that's what they are, they're just election promises. And sometimes they have expiry dates, if I'm paraphrasing, but you know, there's, there's, some, there's some things that are out there that people want to see. And that is, it would seem that what we're getting now is, is, a, is a mad dash to provide those 2,000 jobs. A mad dash to get there, all right? So, you know, I ask, I, and, and the question I pose to the Wombrian Alliance is, where are those 2,000 jobs? What about the other 1,600 that have already been lost in addition to that? Where's the transparency that you promised? The code of conduct for legislators that was promised? Where's the accountability that was promised in your election campaign, which immediately jumped out to me when I listened to the debate in the other place and understand that since December 2012, financial instructions have been bypassed 89 times. Where is the doing things differently? Because that's what the Progressive Labor Party was accused of doing all the time. Where is the doing things differently? Now, Madam President, as we, as we are ticking closer to the sunset of the One Bermuda Alliance, Alliance's time as government, the time is running out on them. And we talk about the 2,000 jobs, and I, I, every time I listen to um, the members talk about why we need to do the airport, something pops out in my mind. So something, it started to, it started to look familiar. You know why it looked familiar? Because we've seen, these, we've seen these rationales before. All we have to do is refer to the now aborted referendum question instead of do you favor gaming, which was the original question. It was changed to, do you favor the introduction of regulated casino gaming for the purposes of creating new jobs for Bermudians? When we look at 
the now rationale for the airport and why we must run roughshod through our financial instructions. We're going to build a new airport to create jobs for Bermudians. And you're starting to see a little a trend here. Every time they bring something to the table that people don't agree with, like, wait, wait, wait a minute, it's to create jobs. Where are the jobs? 1,700 of them are gone since December 2012. Where are the jobs? Where are the jobs? Now, Madam President, it's time for the one to understand that using the guise of creating jobs as a rationale to do any and everything that you want is not the way to go. It's not the way to build trust. Let's not play on the suffering that our people are having since this financial calamity that we have in front of us has, has taken its toll and saying, hey, let me do it because it's going to create a job. You know, still, we have to be a responsible government, a responsible legislature, and do things that are in the best interest of all of Bermudians. What we're looking, well, what we seem to keep getting is, what we seem to keep getting is things being pushed down that will benefit those who are in desperate need now for a small amount of time, but benefit another sector for a much longer period of time. What we need is the type of growth and the type of things in Bermuda that are going to benefit all of us moving forward. Now, Madam President, shifting gears a little bit, I, I want to discuss a statement that um, the Minister of Home Affairs released last week. And this was in response to some questions that I had asked about employment numbers, employment numbers related to unemployed Bermudians and, and, um, and to work permits. One thing that I did, one thing that was brought to me was that the statement highlighted a decrease in the in Bermudians registered as unemployed in the fields of masons, carpenters, electricians, plumbers, tilers, waiters, and shafty ranks. I think all of us got those answers and we saw we saw that. And it heralded an increase in work permits in some of these categories as an indication of economic activity. Madam President, I'd like to draw your attention I'd like to draw a senator's attention and the public's attention to the National Economic Report of two thousand and four. In the National Economic Report of 2014, I'm sorry, I, I do apologize, 2014, the jobs filled in construction and quarrying was 2,264 in 2012, 2,143 in 2013, and 1,922 in 2014. I'm sorry, 2,143 in 2013, 1,922 in 2014. A drop of some 342 jobs in the hotel categories for the, same, for the same years, we had a drop of 600 and 269 jobs. Now, when we cross-reference that to the workforce, labor, the labor workforce survey, it shows unemployment of Bermudians at 10% in 2012, 7% in 2013, and it inches back up to 10% in 2014. Persons under the age of 25 are 36, 22, and 29% unemployed during the same years. Now, Madam President, I say that to say, when we mentioned those numbers with the numbers that we were given and the statement that came out, something just doesn't add up. How can we have, under, how can we have unemployment amongst Bermudians rising, jobs available to Bermudians decreasing in the, these particular categories, and the minister is still happy to say that there's been an increase in work permits issued in these categories? Madam President, it's quite simple to see that the statistics do not add up. How can we trust the statistics that are being handed out by the minister when the data offered is in direct conflict with 
other annual report. Point of order. That's impugning improper motives, Madam President, entirely. The statistics that were given in response to parliamentary questions posed by the Honorable Senator in relation to figures produced by the Department of Workforce Development in specific categories. That means those that have registered at Workforce Development. Thank you, Senator Bay. Senator... And, and, I'll, and, I'll get, and I will get to that, Madam President. I am, not, I, am not I am not impugning proper, improper motives. I'm saying that the information coming out of workforce development does not add up. And I'm going to speak to why I, doesn't think, I do not think it adds up. I'm not saying that the minister went purposely and said, let me, let me write this down and provide it. It was statistics that were provided. It's, all we can do is go by the information we have in front of us and say, this is what it is. And what, I, what I'm trying to make a point is that what we have over here doesn't, doesn't mesh with what we have over here. And that is an issue that we, as the legislature and as the government, have to figure out how to deal with. So I'm not, I'm not impugning improper motive. I'm saying that he's bought the information here. And when I look at one set of information and another set of information, I can't see how they correlate. Thank you, Senator Bain. Thank, thank you. Um, but more importantly, Madam President, is how does the man in the street feel? Does he feel that there are less masons unemployed? Does he feel that there are less plumbers unemployed? Does he feel that there are less tradesmen, there are less waiters? You know, th does he feel that? Can we honestly stand up and say that there are 12 masons unemployed in Bermuda? We can say that there are 12 masons registered as unemployed in Bermuda, but we cannot say that there are 12 masons unemployed, and that's what that's the issue and that's what people hear and that's and we can say we're not impugning improper motives but when we say there are only 12 masons unemployed at the department of workforce development the first thing the people hop on the blog and say see employment's down because only 12 people unemployed that's what i'm getting at madam president so madam president last friday at my usual stop at devil's hill uh, which is a workman's which is a workman's bar it's frequented by people in these types of trades the first thing that, you know, because I walk in and say, Senator, you know, and, and they want to greet me and, that, and, and the like. And the first thing they had to say was, what the bleep is going on with what the minister said? Because I'm unemployed. I'm a mason. I'm unemployed. I'm a, you know, and you get that. Now, Madam President, I'm not the one who's going to stand there and say, I don't tell people they need to go to workforce development to register, because I do. I tell them, you have to get registered, you have to get into the system. And the statement I get back is, I'm not going up there because I don't trust them. Now, that's what I'm trying to get at, Madam President. Where, how do we get to those people who refuse to go to workforce development to get registered because they just don't trust? All right? And if we're going to get to those people, we cannot get to them by saying, hey, only 12 people are unemployed or only 12 people are registered as unemployed. Now, Madam President, it's quite clear that the, that the data is flawed in some way, shape, or form, and it's not truly reflective of the state of unemployment in Bermuda at the moment. How do we develop their strategies? That's what we need to discuss. How do we develop their strategies, and how do we figure out to get that good information so we can figure out how to come up with robust work permit policies? How do we come up with robust training policies? How do we come up with policies that will get our people trained and back to work. We have to figure out how to get them to come through the door. And they're only going to come through the door if they trust. That's what I'm trying to say, Madam President. And we, 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 can, we can blame them all we want, blame them all we want, but at the end of the day, they're still going to be out there unemployed. 
we have to figure out how we can get them to come over and figure out how to get them trained and employed. We have all these wonderful projects that the Wombling Alliance keeps saying is coming down the pipeline. How do we get them employed? How do we get them trained to ensure that when these projects pop up, if they take off, people are right there on the front line ready to jump in? Thank you, Senator Bain. Your time is up. Any other senator wish to speak to the motion to adjourn?